and welcome to another episode of Beer Talks. This episode is a long overdue episode where I talk about mental health and my struggle with depression and anxiety. So yeah guys, this episode is quite a emotional one. Um, I don't really know where to start with this episode to be honest with you. Um, quite complex as well. <coughs> so, obviously... <coughs> I do apologise guys, I'm suffering from a bit of a cold and I've got a bit of a cough. So <coughs> I've had issues with mental health. I've been battling mental health now since June officially, but Lord knows how long I've actually been, you know, bat- battling about even realising it. Um first and foremost guys, I don't want any sympathy, I don't want any you know, there's people out there that's going through worse than what I'm going through, um I've been through, you know. And I do thank everybody on my Facebook page, Instagram page. I've been showing a lot of support for me. Um, you know, I, I get loads of messages from people asking how I'm doing, what's going on, sort of thing. Um, just showing support that means a lot to me. So, where should I begin this episode? Um, so we'll start off with how I identified with mental health, that an issue of mental health, like and that. I think it's something that I think is quite important. I think a lot of people suffer without realising it. Um, the sooner you can find that trigger, find that that little thing that makes you realise it, the better. Um, cause I know before I found my little trigger that I was going down a very, I was going down a very slippery, dark slope. You know, um, so what triggered me was I was working. I was working. At, um, in the warehouse, I'm not going to mention no names and whatnot because obviously for legal reasons and then it's not fair for me to mention names. But uh, this is a very big corporation, very very big. Um, you know, it's a a big name, big company in the UK. Um, they are quite famous as well. They're having other scandals going on, you know, behind the scenes like and that. Um, but I was working there. Um, I have touched this, you know, before, only slightly. Now, one thing that I developed from working there is social anxiety. You know, I used to work the doors. And my last job, I worked in the venue the hall, that held, you know, 1,500 people in this venue. Like, and it was a massive venue. I mean, it was rammed, you know, it was chock-a-block, water-water, and I was freely walk around that venue. You know, I'd have no issues with, with the crowd. I would never, I'd have no anxiety walking around the venue. Even when there was someone kicking off, I had to go run to another room like and that, you know, it was just, you know, the cues and that, and that, it was just, to develop social anxiety from not really having it before was a really strange one for me like and that. But this warehouse is massive, it's a huge, gigantic warehouse like and that. I don't quite know like how big it is square foot wise, but it's absolutely massive. I've got to be at least 800 people working there, 800 people working there, 800 to 900, something like that, you know, there's, there's a lot of people working there. Um, it was all fast pace, always on the go. You had to meet targets, you had to meet percentages, you used timed and blah blah blah, sort of stuff like that. Now to go from working the doors to working in an environment where you have no control over you your workload, so to speak, you know, you're you're in a lot of pressure, you know, that working the doors, there is a bit of pressure in working the doors, but it's a different type of pressure. Um 
in a sense, it's even worse than the door. So obviously, like you know, if if you're working, something happens like that, you could either get yourself arrested, you could hurt you could hurt somebody, you could hurt yourself, you could hurt your team. Um, but the pressure of working this warehouse was completely different to what's ever been before, from what I've ever, what I've ever experienced before, like in that. So I've done my training, everything's going all right. Then I got put onto my first solo shift. Um, and the expectation for you for your first week or so was to get, I believe it was 20 to 25%. So to do that, you had to pick products off, products off a pallet, put them in a cart, in a cage like that, and go to the next one, follow this down like that, until your cage are full, and load the cage onto a, a bay for the trucks. Um, so I was doing this, and like, the, the shift that I'd done, I really busted my guts, like, I was literally I was sweating, I was, you know, you know breathing heavy like and that, rushing around, that sort of stuff like and whatnot. You know, and, and I'd done two soda picks, and I got, I think, 12%, and like ten percent, um, and I finished that shift feeling really deflated, really, really upset, really disappointed in myself. Cause I thought, you know what, I'm sure I can do better than this. But then another part of me was like, well, in the day, I've done the best that I can, and I've achieved what they want me to achieve, like and that. So it was all sort of like it sort of triggered me a little bit, you know. So I was thinking to myself, you know, what what am I doing wrong? Myself doubt was creeping, like and that, and it was just the pressure really got to me. Um, again, this is something where corporations need to start looking at the pressure they put on their workers, because I'm sure I'm not, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that's had, you know, a, a, a bit of a breakdown from being put under a lot of pressure at work. You know, it happens all the time. But unfortunately, the guys at the bottom are just a number. They get rid of you and replace you with somebody else. You know, that's that's a variety of things. So over the weekend, you know, I finished that shift like and I had a weekend off. I meant to go back in the Monday. I found myself for the entire weekend, Saturday and Sunday, just really conflicting with myself. I was really torturing myself mentally. It was like, do I go back in and go say, you know, F this and really go for it? Or do I just quit now and be a failure in everybody else's eyes? You know, this, that, and the other. It was like really for two days straight, it was, it was total, a total mess in my head was, you know, it was just, you know, I was drinking, I think on the Saturday we had a barbecue and I was drinking quite a lot like and that and it was just I kept trying to isolate myself from from a bit like that. I had the family around like and that, so it was with the family, my in laws like and that. Like I obviously want to see them, but like it's a case of I really wanted to isolate myself, so I kept going around my own like and that and it's really it was quite obvious to everybody else that I wasn't I wasn't a bad place. I kept crying a lot as well throughout the day, throughout the weekend. And I remember the Sunday night, I was up till three, four in the morning, just really Torture myself mentally. Um, Monday come, my miss went to work like and that. I was sitting in bed. Um, I just literally spent, I think, four or five days in bed, in the dark, just crying, being angry, self harming, and really having really dark thoughts about suicide and not being good enough, um, that sort of thing. Now, my partner's great. She's amazing, uh, supportive, like and whatnot. And she's a trained therapist, like and that. So she can just like she can help me quite a bit. But like everything she was saying to me was just it was just you know it was making me rage at her. You know I was treating her quite badly, like and whatnot. You know and um, she's like you know, but I think you need to see a therapist, like and whatnot. You need you need to go and see some, I guess, help, like and whatnot. 
throughout my life, I've, uh, throughout my life, I've, I've had stuff that's gone on that made me question whether or not I needed help, like and whatnot. And like my parents, like and that was just like you know, it was just therapist a waste of time, it's a waste of money, you know. What's point paying to go and see somebody like going to talk to them? We just talk to us like and that, and it's just like, like so. My therapy has been ranting and raving at my mum like and that, which really got me into trouble like and that. So it's just what sort of like. I knew I knew that I needed to have therapy at some point, but again, when you when you raise the belief of it's a waste of time, waste of money, and that's a belief that I sort of pushed on my partner, because my partner went to went into therapy while I was with her, and I was like, it's a waste of time, waste of money to speak to me. Um, so. That being said, you know, therapist sort of thing where you need to want it for yourself. It's never good going to therapy because you want to change for somebody else or you want to do it for somebody else. Like you need to really want it for yourself, and you really need, you really be like have that belief of you want to get better. So, the start of me getting better was after four or five days in bed, crying, feeling suicidal, drinking. You know, I was drinking alcohol quite a bit. You know. My thing's whiskey, so I drink a lot of whiskey like and that, and it just. I got to the point where I wasn't training anymore. I wasn't eating. I lost like, I think I lost like two and a half stone or something in like a week or a week and a half because I wasn't eating at all like and that. So I remember, you know, I was just really doing myself a lot of damage like and that. I feel quite ill as well. And then there's a Facebook page. I've mentioned this page many, 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 many a times. But I added this page a few weeks before this breakdown actually was fair, so it's quite weird how it all works out. A friend of mine added me added me to this page like ages before it happened, like and that. Like I never really paid attention to it. I, I sort of, sort of like ignored it, sort of pushed it away, like and that. I didn't really, you know, didn't really think about the page. Then one day I woke up feeling like I was at a crossroads where I either go and get myself help or I'm gonna go and kill myself. It was that sort of point in my life where I had to go and do something. And I just posted on this Facebook page a massive post of how I'm feeling, of how I felt that day, what was making me upset, and like how much I, you know, I, I, I felt like I found my partner, I was treating her like shit, I was a bad person, blah, 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 and like I feel so depressed, like I don't know if that's to kill myself, and blah, blah, blah. And the amount of the support and love I got from that post is unbelievable, like, and that, like, I put this post on this page, it's called Men Unite on Facebook. It is primarily for men with mental health issues, you know, because then there's a man, you're taught, if you're upset, grit your teeth, deal with it, go, you know, go about your business like that and ignore it, so to speak, like that, which I think that's what leads to a lot of men committing suicide because they're just after, they're just taught from a young age where you just deal with it on your own. So I think this page really helped me out. I put on there how I felt that day. And that and that's when I realised, you know what, I need to go and see some help. I need to go and see somebody. I need some proper professional help like and that. Protis aspect my manager at work. And he's like, what's going on like that? So I told him I'm blah 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 like and I said, that's fine. Have some time off. Um go and see a doctor. We'll go from there. That's great, that's fine, it's cool. So this is my growth with the NHS now. Um the NHS in England, I think, you know. I do feel from the, the overworked, underpaid, understaffed, underequipped to like and whatnot, they do try the hardest. But mental health is not an, is not, you know, needs to be assessed other than the, the NHS. So for so this is my case. I went I went to doctors like and that. So how are you feeling like and that? I said, Well, I'm just upset all the time. I'm not eating right. I'm just drinking, I'm feeling suicidal, 
you know, and, and I was crying like that sort of stuff like that. And they're like, okay, well, he's a number for, I can't remember what the, what, what the organisation does. It's, it's, it's an organisation that used, that, that, that the NHS use for people for people with uh, mental health. Um, I can't, I, I, I can't remember what it's called now. But basically, give us a number like that, say, fend them up like whatnot. And I'll give you a sick note for four weeks. Um, go from there. So it's okay then. So I've got a sick note. That pretty much said, I'm sitting there said, my symptom is a low mood. I'm like, okay, it's a bit weird, but I'll go with that. So I get a sick note into work. So I had four weeks then to try and sort myself out. The plan always was for me to go back to work, was to was to get myself fixed and better, get back to work, like, and get myself back on track. That was always the plan. The big thing about this job that I had was it wasn't a set shift pattern. Well, and by that, what I mean is you, you work seven out of, no, five out of seven days, and it's for one week you work for mornings and then it's afternoons. Like, that's fine, that's fine by me. Like, like jobs that I'm doing now, it's the same sort of thing. Or work in the morning or work in the afternoon, it's fine. But the fact was, it wasn't a set Monday to Friday or Monday to whenever. Like it was a set of like you'd work say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, when you're for afternoon, then you work in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off for two days, and back in for a day and off again. That's something that I couldn't get my head around. That I, that I really struggled to get myself set, and that comes up in therapy quite a lot. Um, which I'll get into in, into a minute like that so the plan was to get myself better back to work that sort of thing so I found out this this number from Mind I think I think it's called Mind I can't remember like that but this place they're, they're from the NHS like that and again they aren't trained therapists like that the, the, the volunteers have got like a like a, the basic qualification sort of thing and obviously the nice thing is as soon as as soon as you say that that, that you're feeling suicidal, that becomes a focus and like that's not really the focus that I need, I need for, I need to get fixed like and that. So like, how are you feeling, blah blah blah. I said, Well, I explained like how I was feeling, what happened, like and that I triggered it all off, like and actually like, well, um you can either come in to a workshop for me to work things out like and whatnot, um, or you can have therapy like and that. But this at this point I was always I was already I was already looking at therapists at this point anyway, privately. Um it was like, um, he said that it, it does sounds like you're depressed and got a bit of um social anxiety. Like, oh, okay then, sound. And that was it. Is either go for go then through therapy or go somewhere else and do some um, his mental health exercise things. I can't remember what it was like it now, but I decided to go through pri- uh, private therapy. Now, private therapy is expensive, and guys, put that money issue away and it's not an issue like that if if, if it kind of cost you 30 40 50 60 pound go and pay it like my therapist 35 pound that's only because she's a trainee um she's very highly qualified she's absolutely amazing with like that like and to be honest with you, i've treated her quite badly there's been times where i've like i've been like i don't i don't see you anymore sent an email saying you know good luck and i don't know what you're doing sort of thing and i'm still there she's still supporting me like that she's just amazing um something i can't thank her enough for so again, guys, you know, if it, no matter how much it costs you, you and, and you feel like you need it, go and get yourself a, a therapist and pay the money for it. You know, the, like I said, the, the NHS is great, but the NHS isn't great for mental health. You know, leave mental health for the experts, you know what I mean? So an, an experts cost a lot of money, but it's worth it. This has happened 
end of June, start of July time this happened uh, this year. Um, I started therapy. Um, it's quite an emotional. The first one that I had was like an assessment, and it was with the woman that runs the therapy centre, like and that. I just it's it, 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 just a case of I was gonna like see what my problems were, have a little chat, and just see which one of her therapists will match me and like meet my needs that I need. Um, and it's quite an emotional time. I I, I um I had my my uh, partner was there. I said no, I need you there, like that, being like that, so to speak. So this is fine, like that. And it was quite an emotional time. Like I've I've bought a lot of things that I bought before, like that. Um, a lot of things from the past, like that. And again, it's that. I've not had a, a bad past, but I've had like a little things that have been quite big. Um, you know, court battles with family, uh a child of an ex like that I don't see anymore, that gets to me quite a bit and there's a legal battles through that. And there's you know, other things from throughout the past like that have been quite bad. Um again, I didn't notice it till I left until I started living with, with my partner. And stopped in my family and realised that the damage I was getting caused from the family, like whatnot. So this um, assessment with the therapist, um, with 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 the, with the uh, woman that runs the centre, like and actually she was amazing again. She actually done her course with my partner, like and actually was both on the same sort of level, like and that. And it's quite hard to deal with it, but I come out of that feeling good, you know, just to get stuff off your chest, just to talk to somebody, like and that. Is, is a great step, you know. So, done the first session, went great. Depart me up with, with with another woman. That's like I said, she's a trainee, like an app. She's just she's doing her course, but she special. But this, the therapist that I have now specialises in an area that I need to work on. Um, I can't quite remember what it's called now, but she's good at using tools to identify things like an app and to help, and sort of train a person to fix themselves. So it's a bit like an app. Um. She's amazing. What well, I say, she's absolutely brilliantly. Um, so I've been going through therapy there from July till now, and it's a long, it's a, a long and surprising journey. Therapy is um, again a lot of things that's happened in my past. You know, I got bullied quite a bit at school. Uh, private family issues. I don't want to go into in public. You know that I don't want to talk about. But a lot of Family issues that went on, uh, falling out my parents, getting thrown out of the house. You know, it's quite a difficult 28 years now. And like, I'm 28 years old, like, and that's just, just a, for 28 years, I've had a lot of shit going on, you know. Even going from the beginning, where I was like, the stories of my biological father trying to kill me as a baby, like, and that, you know, it's just lots going on, really. Um, it all builds up, it all builds up, like, and you, you don't realize it till you get therapy. And I think the therapy like and that you have to be really honest with them. You have to be really honest. You know you have to go in there, be honest with with your therapist. Don't like, don't hold anything back like and that. It took me a while to start crying. Um, it's like, like the past few sessions where I've actually openly started crying with a therapist like and that before. I'd like, I feel myself crying but hold it back, you know. And and that then, when I get home, I had that moment of like you know I was had that that little bit of a, a little bit of a mini breakdown. So my journey to therapy has been really good. Um, I progressed loads. There's been issues along the way that have stopped me 
uh, of private things like that. So going back to the job I had at the warehouse, I had a sick note covering me for four weeks, and I had I had a letter from a therapist to save me therapy. Um, basically, when it ended, I had to be assessed and to get another note or get a doctor to see how I was. So. The trouble is, is that the sick note ended, and there's like a three day period where I wasn't covered by any sick note. And the therapist, and 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 uh, I had to rebook in for an appointment. So there's like a three or four day period where I wasn't covered by sick note, where I shouldn't be working. Again, legally, an employer meant to contact the employee at some point at, at the end of sick note to assess them on their end. Because when I went back to the doctor, I said, How about this, this, this three day period where I've not been. Uh, work locking at and they said to me any day sounds the employer to to, to contact you locking at to, to go into into work locking at to assess you themselves but they never done that they never done that all um i was actually it was actually mid-august i think it was i was at a football game i got a message from one of the neighbors saying uh um we've got a letter here um don't know what it's about locking up but it's um you know it, it's addressed to me but it's got your name on it locking up Luckily, uh, this neighbour I used to work with, like, actually, I knew who I was, like, that's all good. I said, yeah, I live up, blah, blah, blah. And thankfully, she posted a letter through to me, like, and all this sort of stuff. So I wanted to like, So I got home, got this letter from my employer saying they've tried to contact me several times to arrange meetings about going back to work and I've ignored their attempts at contact and they're going to take me through to a uh, disciplinary. Now, the address on the letter was wrong to what my actual address is. Um, obviously, I won't get any details on that one. They said they've tried to phone me uh, countless times. My phone is always next to me. It's all switched on. My partner's been next to Kin, so they should have phoned her up. And when I first had the breakdown, my, 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 the manager couldn't get hold of me, should have phoned my partner up and went through there. Like, whatnot. So they should have got my partner's um, details down anyway. Like, so, so there's no reason for not to get, in, to get hold of me like that. Um, so that's the same again. Taking through a disciplinary meeting, like and that, I need to attend a meeting at a certain date to be disciplined, like and that. And like, well, I'm not having this, you know. They made no attempt to contact me, like and that. So I phone up the other company themselves, like and that. They're saying, end day, you've 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 uh, got to go have this meeting, like, and otherwise you get sacked. And, like, I ain't being sacked for having a mental breakdown, you know. And like, I've got a doctor to prove, like and that. I've been to doctors. I've I've got I'm in therapy, like and that. I've got like, proof that I'm doing it, like and that sort of thing. So I found up a solicitor. I thought, you know, I'm taking this further. Like, I ain't gonna sit back and let these guys, you know, do this to me like and that, and you know, treat me unfairly. It's out of order like and that. So I went to a solicitor like and that. Now, unfortunately, this is where I can't stand big corporations. Big corporations will literally screw you over, and smile as I do it legally. And the solicitor said to me, "Yeah, you're right. The bang out of order. It's what they're doing is absolutely wrong. But legally, because I was only there on a trial period anyway, because um." I didn't pass because like when I started a job it was a six week probation like that I didn't pass that I still I still part of that that uh, that probation I had no legal rights to fight the case so they could dismiss me they could dismiss me and I could do everything they wanted to do they could do whatever they wanted to do to me like that and I couldn't and I couldn't say no to it it was happening like that and I thought you know what I don't want a disciplinary on my record because in the, the day I've done nothing wrong so I attended the meeting anyway I was quite shocked that I was there honestly about four thousand like. Just like part of like and that. So I'd on this meeting I had a doctor's note, I had a letter from a therapist and I had my uh, notice of resignation like and that. So if I you know, I don't know if a company's gonna treat me like this anyway. 
So this was a lot of like this period of time at therapy I was dealing with with, with um my anxiety quite a bit. My anxiety was quite high at this sort of period like that and this meeting made it go even worse like and that so went for the meeting with this company and I was like, you know Welcome that uh responding to any of uh messages like and that sent me funny. I said, You've got my number, you've got my address, you've got a partner's number like and that, you can there's, there's free ways of getting hard with like whatnot. Now what I've done is they brought out my file which I uh, which what which I put my uh, details in and I put one number wrong in my uh, address. So like we, all we're doing was, was copying the address here for this file here to do in there. Which is fair enough. But however, they were sending me letters to the correct address anyway, so they got my correct address on file somewhere. And in the meantime, I said to make me funny like that, you've sent me countless letters for pensions, for um discounts and that sort of thing like and that to the correct address. So why are you all of a sudden sending me an important letter to the wrong address? There's like yeah, blah blah blah, it's all got quite heated like and that. And it's like what do I do like and that? So well here well here's my letter for my sickness dating back from when that man needed like a nap so I said that's fine and then I gave him the letter for my therapist now I get where the employer's coming from because a lot of people will have quote unquote mental issues like a nap and, and like not go to work and just claim off um, uh, claim sickness like a nap and get paid for that, that being at work like I get that I wasn't doing that and when he saw the letter from my therapist, he realised that what I was doing was actually it was actually correct. Like that, I was I wasn't very well. Like that, so rather meeting like that, he said, "What do I do for me?" Like that, so I don't know what off this company. Like that, I said, "The plan might get better and come back." Like that, this note was like four weeks. After this four weeks, like that, I would have come back like that because I mean, to be fair, that 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 period of time of therapy, I was, I was getting quite better and I, and I was ready to start working again. So he was like. Gonna come back to work or not? So no, here's a letter of um resignation like that. I'm not coming back to work. You know you can just stick a job like that. You're right out of work, sort of thing like that. To be fair, you apologise for what's happened like that. You know what I mean? And he said, I hope you get better. Blah blah. It's a shame like that. You're a good lad, but you know fair play. I understand where you're coming from. So that's fine like that. So even though the company tried sacking me illegally per se, they had their rights and, and like I had no rights and to be fair the guy apologised like and that so that's fair enough. So at the end of August I've at the end of August come I had no job. I wasn't training anymore. I was still struggling with mental health like and that. Um the depression wasn't there anymore, like the depression to be fair I got over that quite quickly. Um I was going through therapy, I was Talking about things that would make me depressed, and I was dealing with them there and then. Um, so the, the the depression sort of like ended pretty much early, but it was just sort of like the, the main issue for me was my anxiety and my um, this issue that I got in my head where I got to have set routines. Um, and that set routine thing is it's got a specific name for it. Basically, how I can I explain it to you guys is having a a giant steel beam in your head, and then this beam is Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and, all, and like he's got Monday to Friday on there. It's got every single month on there, every single week on there, every single year on there, and this beam doesn't bend. And this beam has to have every detail of every single day on this beam. Um, if it's not on there, I then start freaking out. Um, so much so little as. 
if I was playing the gym session on the Tuesday and say my mum asked me to take her to town or something like that, that me taking her to town, for anybody else would be an easy case, just, you know, 10 minutes down the road, so I was driving down there, I'll just train later in the day, I'll eat different times like that, it's fine. But for me, like that, it meant I can't train that day. So that day, that, that day of training is ruined, I can't train, I can't eat that day, there's no point eating like that, and then the whole week then just crumbles, and that then reflects into the whole month just crumbled. Um, it's quite, it has a massive domino effect if, if that one little detail is knocked. Um, like another issue that I've got, I have to be at appointments really early. Like job interviews have to be there like an hour, half an hour earlier than what I need to be like, and that, you know, um, doctors again, I leave really early, you know, uh, uh, that's going down to this beam not being bent. I have to make sure I'm there in detail on time. Um, and one of the things with therapy like and that that I try to learn is how to bend this beam a little bit, to bend this little structure so I can function properly. And ironically, I'm at a place now where the job at Tesco, the job or the place like that, like and that, where it's still it's high maintenance, high, you know, it's high demand. And it's like, different shift patterns that sort of thing that I could easily get to that, 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 that can easily now see where I can where I can easily bend that beam round bend the structure round so, so I can fit my life around this little weird shift like and that ironically it's taken me a long time through this this mental breakdown and this therapy to realise that and I'm at a place now where I'm applying for jobs now where it's not set in stone what hours you're doing what not and I think I'm fine about doing it like that. You know, I've been through trials, I've been through ages like that. I've not been held back anymore, which is really great. So that's the main thing I wanted to do. I wanted to definitely, um, definitely get this part of my of my life fixed so I can move on with my life. You know, what I mean, it was holding me back. You know, like I, I, I was only applying for jobs. It was Monday to Friday, or like door work. I knew I'd be working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the last thing with door work like that, door work is really crap money if you're only working the standard hours give you like that. But like every door company will give you loads of hours if you want them. But again, my boss phoned up saying, oh, can you do a Wednesday or can you do, I can work on a Sunday or something like that. And like, I've already planned my week out now and you've asked me to go against this structure like that. I can't do it, you know, like, even though it's more money and I've got a bit more money for it like that, it's a case of I couldn't do it back then. Now, you know, if I got a phone call saying, can you start working now, I can't be there, I'll be there or not. It's easy for me to do that, but after before, it was a real struggle to get my head round changing my routine, you know, changing the details of that routine. But again, you know, it's taken from July to now for me to get in that position, like that, and to be in position now, I'm, I'm ready to start working. The depression, I, I get back to depression, mostly, but I that's a weird one for me to talk about. But like I'm not, I've got no social anxiety anymore. I'm finding big crowds and fine going out. Um, obviously, ideally, I want to be in smaller crowds. I think that's just more comfortable. But if you if you if you put me in a big crowd, I don't care. I don't mind. For example, I was working not too long ago in a busy warehouse, like that big crowds there. It didn't affect me like that. But I've done a trial shift for another job that I want to go for, for a smaller team. Getting it. Didn't bother me, but, but I felt more comfortable with smaller teams. It's, it's one of the things where it's a preference now. In, in, in you know, it's, a, it's what I prefer to do, not what I have to do. Like, you know what I mean? So, if I can get a job, it's Monday to Friday. It's, it's, it's like, Monday to Friday, set hour, small team, that's ideal for me. But if not, 
then I can work Monday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever I want to work, like I can do it, you know, that anymore. The thought of that doesn't freak me out anymore. It doesn't get me anxious. It doesn't get me depressed. I can it's really fine. You know, I can I can deal with that. Um, so then my kind of depression bit. Depression's a weird one because people think depression is you lie in bed. It's it's one of two ways. It's either you're it's really extreme, like lying in bed, upset all the time, or you're just upset. You know, people don't see the middle ground of depression like that, and there is a bit of a middle ground. People are upset because like you know that they've you know had a bit of a bad day. I'm depressed. Had a bit of a bad day. You're not depressed, but you know you 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 living life. But there is that fine line of that little bit of being upset. Here's a it can lead to to the major depression it's down to figuring out why you are depressed if you're depressed because you've if your football team's lost then that's not a real reason to get depressed but if 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 you're depressed because you've got sacked from your job or you can't find work and you're a little bit upset like that that's a major thing you'd look at you know like I know girls get depressed by that or, or say depressed because they're gonna have to eat like and and, and, and like the the clothes can't fit them. You know, and stuff like that. It's like a major thing from like, well, not really. It's just your clothes like and that. You know, it's just them little, little things. You, you have to learn which is depression, which one's been upset. You know, there is a fine line. There is a middle ground to it, like and whatnot. Like, like, I believe that my depression was sort of that middle ground where, okay, I was in bed for like three or four days, upset and crying. But after that, I managed to get back into in, in, into the real world, and managed to like function, function slightly better. But I was still upset. I was still down. I was still in a dark place, you know. Um, there's an Eminem song, uh, Eminem, uh, beautiful, where he says, "Um, eat as hard as piano the the the, the uh, tears of a clown." That's what I was doing really. Like I was like, um, holding on a, holding on a like a a, a a fake smile. You know, being working the doors like that, you have to really put your emotions and your life on hold and just put it all back because it's it's it, 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 it's a job where you have to be switched on, you have to be alert and you can't have time for your personal life to get in the way of things. So I'm good at hiding my pain and like hiding my upset, you know, that's not a big deal for me at all. So like I could function day to day and be dying inside but people might think I'm not that way. You know, be, be, you know, people might think I'm alright like and that but it wasn't. But thankfully it was a case of the depression left, you know, it was over quite soon, after like you know five six weeks now of 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 a therapy, I was depressed. I was fine, you know. It was then just leading to anxiety. That got fixed, you know. I'm in a place now where I I haven't got the depression anymore. I haven't got anxiety anymore. I can bend my structure and my head like that. I can go against my beliefs to an extent. I can go against what I you know my life. I can have more flexibility in what I'm doing like and that, you know, it's not an issue anymore like and that, it's great. But if you're in therapy, you've got to realise that therapy will under, will uncover stuff that you didn't know you had. So what my issue now is, is that I've got really low self-esteem and really low, uh, low body confidence at the minute like and that. Again, something I didn't think I had. You know, all my life, I never really bothered about what people thought of me, like how I looked like, and that. You know, um, you know, training strong man. You're not a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? It ain't about looks. It's about being functionally strong. You know, so I've, so I've always been big. But going through therapy, 
it's subconsciously like I didn't really think about it. I, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't think I'd, I'd an issue of being big like and that. You know, um, my therapy's really like opened me up to seeing that I've got like an issue where it's like reverse and reverse um, anorexia, where people want to be small as they can be like and that. You know, that's a bit of massive condition like and that. Where me, it's opposite. I want to be as big as I can be. And it affects me the same way as it affects them, you know. Um, like I'm twenty five stone now, like and that, and I ain't been training for a while, so I'm feeling quite flabby and feeling quite fat. So when I look in mirror, like and that, I feel disgusted in myself, like and that. Um, I, I I don't feel attractive anymore, like I, I don't feel like my, I don't feel like my, uh, my 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 partner finds attractive in that, like whatnot. So um, so I'm struggling with that quite a bit. Now, if I go to the gym. And I've been working out for three or four weeks, like that, and I've got a big muscular, like that. I love it. Again, I can have a big belly, it won't bother me at all, like that. I can have fat around here, there, and everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, people may see me as fat, but I see myself as like really big, really muscular sort of person, like that. And like, that's how I feel good about myself. And I've seen a period now where I've been able to get to the gym for a while, I've had a lot of stuff going on in uh, my uh, private life, like that, and that, but I'd get to the gym at the minute. And therapy has, un- has like unmasked this bit of where I need sort of my, my, my self esteem. Again, that's the thing with like therapy is a journey where you where you find new things out all the time. You know, I went there thinking I was I went to therapy just thinking I was, I was depressed like that, but it's it's you know uncovered loads of about myself like that, and I'm a, I'm like I'm I'm a much better person than what I was when I, when I started therapy like that. Again, it, it it's a brave move to make us going through therapy. You know. Um, I was really scared doing it, um, again, but you have to want it for yourself, you have to really, it's okay people being around you, like, trying to give their advice and trying to help you out their way, but at the end of the day, guys, you know what I mean, everybody suffers in their own way, you know, um, we all suffer differently and we all respond, you know, we all respond differently to, di- to different kinds of support, and that, and that, and like, and that's a therapist really good because what it would do is it, a therapist will identify what support you need and give you that support. You know, my therapist is absolutely amazing. Um, the sessions are like an hour long. We go there, we'll sit down, and we'll just... It's quite crafty how she does things like that because we'll just sit down, we'll talk, a general chit-chat, and all of a sudden we've, we've like unmasked something else or we've identified something else that's wrong like that. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming like that, you know? But there are times in therapy where you'll want to try and self-destruct yourself. Um, it's like a defense mechanism. It's like where you, 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 you're conscious, don't like the fact that you're changing. So it will try and get you to not go to therapy anymore. Find excuses and like, you know, find excuses like and that. There's been twice now where I've tried to avoid going to therapy like and that, but things are getting too hard to me. I am changing like and that. But when you get to them periods where you don't want to do it anymore. You got to just crack on and do it because then they, when you have, but when you have a, a session with with a therapist where you've not, where where you've not really wanted it, like you come out even better. So for example, I think it was back in September or summer, I had like a bit of a uh, a relapse, so to speak, like I got really down, really depressed, really upset. I didn't get therapy anymore. I was like self destructing, like that. Bit of drink again. Um, Things are going really bad for me mentally, like, and that. And I thought, you know, I'm not doing therapy anymore. It's a waste of time. I even messaged a therapist saying, you know, you, you, you're, um, I don't need a job that, well, you know, you're, you're a shit therapist, like, and that. 
you know, this, that, and the other, like, you're not working, you do all this sort of stuff and that sort of thing. Um, but then, when I calmed down, I was still quite reluctant to go to therapy on, on that week, but I went there, and I felt ten times better for going there. It's them ones where you got to really force yourself, and it's like the uh, same with training as well, like, that. like I find that the session where you force yourself to do that a bit more, you feel better for it afterwards, and, and then, like that's the thing with like everything like that, you know, if if if, if you're ready to give up like in that, but you push through that barrier like in that, it's it's always more, it, you know, it's always better for you to like, just to, like uh, push through like in that. So so yeah, so this is a forty minute episode, so I'm gonna leave it there. Um, currently, I'm still in therapy. Currently, I'm still trying to find a job. Um, you know, it, like I said, I've I've, I've recorded this. It's uh, November, twenty nineteen, and like I'm, I'm in a place where I'm ready to start working again. My life's getting back on track. I, I know, I'm, I'm ready to start working again. I'm, I'm, I'm you know I want to get back in the gym a bit more. I want to achieve more things in my life. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, if you are struggling. Just even if you message somebody that you know messaged before, like like I got like I was saying things, I'm like that. Yeah, if you're suffering, just send me a message. You know, just message me like that. You mean you know you you may never message anybody in your life like that, but just I find saying how you feel and owning that is the first step of getting better. Like when I done that post on Facebook, it was the first time I owned the situation like that, and, 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 and like you know and and. Don't then realise, okay, I've got an issue like that, I've got a problem that I need fixing. So, again, guys, I also want to apologise for my speech. I, I do suffer from having a stammer and a stutter. And that really does come out when I'm quite emotional and, I, and I'm doing some at my emotions. And, like, this this episode this episode is uh, very emotional for me. So, again, I do apologise if you are struggling to, uh, to keep up with what I'm saying to you. But, again, it just... One of the things now, I've, I've I've got that speech impediment that always comes there when I'm quite emotional. And like I said, this, this was a very emotional, emotional episode for me to do, like, and that. But, but you know, it, it was long overdue. Um, a lot of things there that I'm not going into. So if you are listening to this and you want questions, like, and that again, BeardFitness91 on Facebook, on, on Instagram, sorry. I have deleted the Facebook page um, and did delete. Instagram just because I want to, it's just a case of I want to reset the page now, like and start again. Um, so there's no Facebook page in a minute that's gone down. I'm going to redo that page at some point. But Instagram's still there, it's beard.fitness91. For some reason, I, for some reason, I couldn't get my old name back, but I don't know why that was. So now it's beardfitness91 on Facebook, on Instagram. Sorry, Facebook's coming back, Twitter's gone down because I don't understand Twitter at all. But guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again. If you are suffering, don't suffer in silence. Message somebody, you know, follow me on Instagram, message me like that, message a friend. And just getting things out in the open is, is the first step to recovery at the end of the day, like that, you know. Um, and don't think that your issues are too small. Like, that's my issue, like that, is that I thought what I was going through was nothing. That didn't really matter. You know, it's not a competition, guys. It, 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 it's not about who suffers more like, than the other, like that. Like, everybody's suffering their own way. Um... What's big to you might be small to somebody else, what's small to them might be big to you. Like at the end of the day, we're all different, we're all individuals at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, so again, guys, I apologize for the speech, it has been quite emotional, you know, um, quite a difficult episode to record. Um, yeah, so 
I'll see you next time, guys. And if you are suffering and if you're upset or going for anything that you're going through, I'm literally just a message away, guys. So, yeah, until next time, stay strong, and I'll see you next time, guys.